welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. We are here once again with me, with Kiki, yeah. doing part two of our three part. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to be here now. another day with you, Kiki. Oh my God. Three parts of our Skinwalker series. And I know everybody's excited about it because this shit is wild. It is crazy. Um, so before we get into it, I'm going to let you guys know where I got my information from, or a lot of it. And it was for the Hunt for the Skinwalker movie, which you can find on Hulu. In it, they interviewed George Knapp, who co-wrote the book with the same name, The Hunt for the Skinwalker. George is an investigative reporter and he co-wrote the book with Colm Kelleher, who is a PhD, a biochemist with a research career in cell and molecular biology. He worked, had worked as a project manager and team leader for NIDS at the Skywalker Ranch. So he knows his shit, basically. He's super smart. I mean, I don't got no PhD. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't have a PhD either. Um, where we go? He used forensic science methodology. Methodology? There we go, yep. To unravel (laughs) scientific anomalies. And the other I used, will be using for part three, is The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, which is the History Channel show. But like I said, a lot of what I get from the History Channel show will be used for part three. Like as I said, three parts, so I shall be here next week too. Yay! Don't be excited. (laughs) Okay. So, the reason this is becoming a three-part series instead of a two-part, or the one part, is because just all the information. First, when we went into the backstory of the ranch and all the fun stuff like that, and the ghost para... Para... What is that? Poltergeist! Poltergeist. I don't know where I was going. My brain is not... I don't know. I watched that documentary, though... And it made me think a whole new thing. What? Like a portal to another dimension. Yeah, so when they were talking about that thing opening up yeah. and like seeing that creepy shit come out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, freak, freaked me out. I was all alone. I kind of, yeah, no, I was awake too. Like, I was all by myself. But, like, I kind of was like, that, I mean, no one can truly know and understand our whole universe. They haven't figured out black holes yet. Well, no, who wants to go inside a black hole and figure that out? Well, that's no. what I mean. They don't know shit. We don't know shit. We know nothing. We don't. And, yeah, like I said, I was all alone when I watched it. But, like, the beginning and I fell asleep and so did you. Yes, I did. <laughs> because it's just a lot of scientific tickety-talking. And I, I fell asleep. I hate to say it. I fell asleep. Yeah. I was I really tired. I think I watched it. It was like 10.30 at night. So I was just tired anyways. Nathan and Mikhail were gone for the night. So I don't know why I even attempted to watch it alone. Oh. Yeah, but I really think... I feel like there really could be other dimensions. Oh, 100%. Yo, you watch Rick and Morty. He goes in other dimensions. Did so Rick and... <laughs> it Mo- may be a cartoon, but... Did you watch the Loki show yet? No. So Rick and... Rick gets arrested by the TVA, which is the, um, like, they, I don't know. I don't um, Kirsten said that he made an appearance. Yeah, he shows up because he gets arrested by the TVA, which is a group that stops, like, goes, arrests people for jumping 
dimensions. space and time. Yeah. See, I, re- I really think I say, it could I be possibly like say that like I know I haven't watched the show, so support like I don't know nothing. I just know he made an appearance because it popped up on my Google. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I really think it that could be a huge possibility because no one even really knows. Oh, time variance, I think is what it's called. Oh. there we go. But yes, so yeah, I agree. I don't. There's no way we can't know everything. We for the longest time the government we'll talk about it here, but they pretend like. There isn't pe- stuff visiting us. Like, yeah. they pretend like, oh, this crazy people talking about UFOs. And that's why ufology was such like a, ooh, you can't be a ufologist. You're crazy. Ufology? Ufologist. Ufologist. Yeah, you're crazy if you believe in UFOs. Like, Oh, so they try to make it seem like there's all this space. And we're, we're the yeah, only yeah. living. That's no. Mikhail mm-hmm. told me something. The other day, and I don't know if it's true. I didn't look it up, but he said that we don't have any stars in our solar system, except for one, which is the sun. Does that make any sense? I mean, because our solar system, the universe is so big. No, and our solar system, like the Milky, we're in the Milky Way. Yeah, so the Milky Way isn't that a group of stars? If I know, I don't yeah, know. He I'm said pretty sure Milky Way is like planets and stars. Yeah, he. That's what he said. His know. teacher said. Is there stars in our, what did you say, galaxy? Solar system. In our solar system. Well, yeah, one, the sun. I'm going to Google that. And I go, what crap. about, what is the moon? He goes, oh, the moon is just a moon. This it's kid, not, the moon's not a star. No, it's just a moon. It's not a planet. I'm like, so it classifies just as a moon. They're always, that's the other thing. They're always changing shit up. Pluto wasn't a planet. Now it is again. I think, but Pluto's a planet again because people are so pissed it got, it wasn't a, is it true? says our solar system is made up of a star eight planets and countless smaller bodies such as dwarf planets asteroids and comets so for real mikhail when you listen to this you are right mark that on your calendar because that's not going to say that many times because i don't i won't admit it wow i didn't think that was accurate but these kids are smarter than us Uh, hold on he's learning stuff i've already forgot okay so this is from NASA.gov. Our planetary system is the only one officially called solar system, but astronomers have discovered more than 3,200 other stars with planets orbiting them in our galaxy. Okay. So... Our galaxy and solar system, two different things. So, is our solar system in a a galaxy? So, our solar system is in the Milky Way galaxy. So, our solar system is just one specific planetary system... A star with planets orbiting around it. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. There's too much to read now. And that's it for our science minute. Yeah. <laughs> done. But, I mean, it makes sense. There's fuck all around the, like, the universes and the galaxies, and they can't even go as far as it goes. There's it, be, No. There's no one. So, there's no... They're, they're smarter than us, I'm sure. I used to, for the longest time, I thought... The whole world, no, (laughs) the whole world is just an experiment, and we're like in a glass bottle, and there's giant, like seriously, I've I've given myself like panic attacks thinking of this because I will go in so like to such depth, yeah. I'm like, we're just in a glass bottle with our, you know, whatever our universe, and there's just giants just experimenting. Like, let's look at what these freaking people do. Um. So, I think Elon Musk thinks we're a, like, some kind of, not experiment, but, like, a, um, 
where um like a computer thing like where computer generated like a simulation we're just a simulation which is so you think about it people with anxiety like us be like we'll be up at night be like okay what simulation okay is this real am i feel is love real like you know what i mean yeah science minute over no one knows no then that's that's part what part of why i think this place is so cool because nobody knows what's going on there they try to experiment they try to do their best and we'll talk about it but fuck like i feel like this is like a key center of like you said an experimentation not only for us but for the other beings to be like right. okay this is a great spot to experiment because these people keep going there with stuff let's i know so That's anyways so um i wanted to split it up into parts so people get the full scope of everything going on like i said so ready let's, yeah, let's jump in now you know 10 minutes in let's go yeah <laughs> Sorry, i feel like we kind of almost went off but stayed Ooh. on at the same time who cares yeah i do this because i want to not because it <sighs> I care about it what anybody else thinks. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you all. Listen. Listen to me. And this actually, okay, I'm going on and tangenting it, but more people have been listening and it's kind of cool. Like getting comments from like people I went to high school with and stuff being like, yeah. oh, I've listened to all of them. I love them. So thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. Do appreciate it. So as we ended last week, Terry Sherman had lost a couple of his prized cattle dogs in the strange event. That ended with his dogs turning into a gooey black mess. And that was the last straw for the family. You got like a donut eating grit on your face. <laughs> oh, I didn't eat any donut. I just ate some. Did you just sniff it? No, I had. Like I took a some model. Chocolate off the top. So, that was the last straw for the family. And welcome to the ranch, Robert, or as his friends call him, Bob Bigelow. Robert Bigelow is an American businessman. He is the owner of the hotel chain Budget Suites of America. I, I can't think of ever staying in one. I think I have. Yeah. In our travels. In our travels. Yeah. Well, not our travels, but your travels. Yeah. He is a millionaire, and what do millionaires do with their money? Spend it. Spend it on things they like. And Bob has had a lifelong obsession with the paranormal and UFOs. And what happens to our consciousness after death? He offered a million dollars to somebody who can prove what happens after you die. How, so how, how would they get the million dollars if they... So they, they, I mean, they do experiments on brains and stuff. Yeah, I know. And the, the one thing, science, what I have learned is that you're, I don't know how to explain it, but it Your does, energy, Kirsten explains it really well. Your energy... There's yes. no way to extinguish energy. But the whole bright light and everything is mainly, like, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be, like, your brain shutting down, kind of. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I've never had an experience, like... Me either. But, I mean, yeah, we're, we're just balls of energy. And yeah. even, um, who's that really smart guy? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of them. No, he's, like, he he hosts Cosmos and stuff. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah, he's talked about it. He's, like, where does your energy go? It goes, it goes up. up. Yeah. And it no. makes you wonder, are stars, I know stars are balls of light, blah, 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 but could they be the energy that's where all the people who dies So now you're going go? back to like Lion King crap. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I saw a thing online and it was like, say, say a sentence that will trigger a whole generation. Mufasa deserved it. <laughs> 
Okay, anyways. In 1996, Bob bought the Sherman Ranch, also known as the Skywalker Ranch, from the Sherman family for $200,000. 480 acres for 200 k That's insane. Yeah, well, bad things go on then. I'd buy it. The Shermans stayed on as kind of like managers of the ranch, but they no longer lived there. They had bought a smaller ranch some ways away, but they still kept cattle there since part of the research was what happened to animals and whatnot. So... This is what bothers me. Um, what you know, you as the Sherman family, you know what happens to cattle. So what bothers you? I'm guessing is that the fact that they keep animals there. Yes, and, and are the they babies die? Yeah. So are they keeping them there because they have no room on their new ranch, which is a possibility, or are they keeping them there as experiments? I don't know. Right. Right. Weird. I don't know because they're they're prized cattle. Mm-hmm. You know they're worth a lot of money. I don't so. talk about this in here, but like you said, um, the Shermans had left the ranch. They had two bulls there, and as they were still in the ranch but leaving, said if anything happens to those bulls, or oh, four bulls, yeah, that you saw in the movie. If anything happens to these bulls, we'll be out a lot of money. Yeah, and they came back. All the bulls managed to get shuffled into this. Tiny trailer. Yeah, like a Connex box type trailer. And when they went to figure out what the... F- they went into the pen or the trailer with the cat, the bulls and they seemed all dazed and confused. And the locks on the trailer had cobwebs on. Right, they hadn't been touched. Yeah, so it would have been nearly impossible to get them in there without some kind of ruckus because they're full, full, four raging bulls. But it's insane. So it's like... I talk about it, but the con- the whatever's on this ranch, whatever this, it seems to know. And I, I'll talk about it because I have a specific words they used, and I can't remember what it says. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said, Robert Bigelow bought the ranch from the Sherman family after he saw the article in the Desert News about all the strange events that were going on the ranch. Robert thought this place would be perfect place due to all the research his new group was interested in. That group was NIDS, National Institute of Discovery Science. So NIDS was created in 1995, just a year before Bigelow bought the ranch. This group was made up of PhD-level scientists of all kinds. They, um, Bigelow put an ad in the paper, like, about calling all scientists, and, like, it was a weird ad, and Colm Kelleher talked about, like, responding to the ad. Saying, like, out of, on a whim, he's like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. And that was it. Like, that's how we got these people. But they were PhD-level scientists. They worked for the government and were very well established in their field, all of them. And one, like I said, was Colm Kelleher, who wrote the book along with George Knapp. All these scientists and researchers went to Skinwalker Ranch with skepticism, but they all left convinced something else was going on there. So all of them, as scientists, understand that there is stuff that goes on, but their job is to figure it out. Right. And they don't believe in there's there's stuff you can't explain because as scientists, you find a way to explain it. The scientific, what is it, the, the hypothesis, you get, you do a hypothesis, you do experiments, you... Either confirm or deny your hypothesis. Mm -hmm. So, they left convinced because they witnessed things there they never thought possible and certainly didn't expect. A quote from Colm 
was we don't study aliens, we study anomalies. They're the same thing in a lot of people's minds, but not on our minds. So the team was there to do real research into all the anomalies at the ranch. And uh, you sure bet there is a lot of them. We're going to get into it. But before we do, let's go over how the activity picks up on the ranch and um, a common thing that everyone on the ranch does now and back then. So one way to do it is new people. Bringing new people onto the ranch usually steps up the activity. Digging on the property usually has severe and harmful effects and making a bunch of noise. So apparently whatever's living on this ranch does not like people touching the land or talking too loud. <laughs> Shut your mouth yeah. and float so, above my land. So it's like my life. Right. Like don't touch my shit and shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> so the NIDS team used dogs on the ranch, not only as companions for the research, but kind as kind of anomaly detectors. Mm-hmm. Because animals, especially dogs, are great at sensing things out of the ordinary more than humans can. Honey, you you could you could you're fine. Little little Harper is in here visiting. Oh, she's gone now. She wanted to be super quiet. That was cute. Mm-hmm. She's so sweet. No. Are you sure you don't want to say anything, Harper? Want to say hi? <laughs> no. Full <laughs> on, don't. So, as you know, dogs can sense stuff. They have cancer, paranormal. Like they, they have their senses are so strong with their hearing and their smelling. Yeah. I don't know about sight though, but it's just like they so you know how they can sense if someone's not a good person. Oh yeah. They they just have this I don't know. Apparently, like your cats can, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten doesn't listen, but So yeah. <laughs> um so as we said, like dogs, especially animals, are really good because they have better senses than us. But they're intuitive. When we're here and somebody's walking down the street, you don't see them yet. These three are freaking out. Yeah. Because they can hear them or they can sense them, smell them, whatever. Yeah. So they built three observation towers scattered uh, into the different pastures, and under these observation towers, they build like dog runs, which, like you have for your dogs. Yeah. But the observation towers, as you saw in the movie, are in the middle, and the dog runs are all around it. So right. while the researchers are in the observation tower, the dogs are underneath them. So they were made of metal fencing. They did this so that when at night when the investigators were in the tower, the dogs would be underneath, kind of like to alert them if something was going on. Um... Because, you know, I don't know if any of you live in a haunted house or have lived in a haunted house with animals. But they can kind of, you can see if there's something that you don't see, but they see that they're bothered by. Like you say, Gick, you think this place has something going on here, but not they never seem like they're bothered by it. No. They don't, so I'm going to assume whatever it is isn't, like, bad. If yeah. you hear her Unless my dogs are just, like, super dumb. Well. <laughs> they, love, they love everyone. They really do. If you hear any noises, it's her eating a smoothie out of a ginormous 
Baby bullet. <laughs> it's not, but it's huge. You think baby bullet, you think small. It's not. Well, then this is the other one. It's a medium bullet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have the, the little ones in the sink. I didn't, I was lazy. I didn't want to wash it. <laughs> um, so this seems like a good idea, kind of like an alarm system to weird shit, basically. As it seems as it always does here, there's something happens when things get moving like stuff gets built stuff like that so the strange occurrences um at the observation tower started happening as they were building them they had the gates in the pens for the dogs and the gates would just open letting the dogs out after that happened they secured the gates with a thick wire the wire would all of a sudden disappear and open the gates and let the dogs out once again Thinking they could use something that couldn't disappear so easily, they put padlocks on the gates. But once again, these would just disappear too. It's like whatever was letting the dogs out didn't want them to alert the investigators of them being around. Or they just felt like the animal shouldn't be locked up. That could be too. I mean... But what they do to cows, I mean, I don't think whatever this is gives a shit. Well, okay, so... Well, don't forget... If there is, like, Native American spirits or whatever, the skinwalkers... They're probably all for the animals being free. Well, but what about, what about the cattle? I was getting to okay, that. Okay, okay, go go ahead. Go but ahead. the cattle is these anomalies that they see that are Something experimenting. Different. Yeah. Yeah, so I think letting the dogs out is... Because dogs are man's best friend. They are. They, that's, they shouldn't be locked up and used for... <clears throat> but don't forget they were their pets too. So they weren't just like okay, these dogs stay. They were but their pets. But think of too. like way back when the Native Americans were yeah. roaming and all that stuff. Like if they had wolves, dogs, or yeah. excuse me, I just burned. There you go. Dogs or wolves <laughs> or anything like they were roaming free. They are. You're right. That would make sense. Um. So the NITS team was there for research, and what you're doing when you research is look for the most obvious solution to a problem. Which the NID teams, the NIDS team did by taking dirt and plant life, looking for hallucinogenic plants in case that would be why people are seeing weird shit. <laughs> well, thinking like eating shrooms. Well, no, like <laughs> something that is causing hallucinations, getting into the water supply, stuff like that. Yeah, it is. But when it comes to the Skinwalker Ranch, it is so widespread. In, there's the whole U, the Uintah Basin or whatever that yeah. they all experience. The Ute tribe, um, I saw in the movie, again, referencing that, they interviewed a mother and son who witnessed something. Right. And they're outside of the, they're, they're on the reservation. The son now at 30 years old, or when the movie was 30 years old as MS after witnessing this, and another gentleman who witnessed it got cancer and freaking died. Right. So, I mean... And that makes sense for the radiation bullshit going on. So, they did all that research. Come to find out, there's no hallucinogenics there. So, anybody who wants to get trippy, don't don't bother. Don't go there. <laughs> um, they did get weird things, though, when it came to seismic and infrasonic recordings they were doing on the ranch. So, do you know what in, infrasonic is? Infrasonic. So is it? I had to look it up. So I don't. So I'm not going to pretend like I know. <laughs> is so you think of like infrared that yeah. studies heat or it detects heat in 
cold. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's detecting heat and cold under the ground. Infrasonic. Well, we know seismic obviously is vibrations under the surface of the ground. Mm-hmm. Like um, earthquakes. Infrasonic is generating or using waves or vibrations with frequencies that are below uh, that audible sound. So stuff we can hear. So it's frequencies or waves that we can't hear. Still, I still don't understand it. So basically, checking the movement and sound coming from underground. Underground. Yeah. The studies relating to the infrasonic have shown unexplained signals that are still baffling scientists. It is something they have never seen before. Not saying that it's something that's new, supernatural, but it is new, and that is unexplainable right now. Not everything here is supernatural. Stuff is happening here that they just can't figure it out yet. So I don't want to be like, this place is just straight haunted. No. Like, there's just shit going on no, that just science can't figure it out. It's just a portal to another dimension. Probably. And this is why Bigelow wanted to be there, to research all the anomalies found at the ranch. By 1998, so two years after they had been there, two or one, no, oh yeah, two, NIT's team had recorded 78 incidents of different unexplained things at a ranch, 11 of which were nuts and bolts crafts. So, like, stuff they could see and touch if they got to it. Nuts and bolts, like something that was built. Okay. So not like... Gotcha, gotcha. Not like a feeling. See, it's something well, they saw. I was thinking you said nuts and bolts crafts. I was thinking, like, this anomaly was building things that are nuts and bolts. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, that's what so, I was So, like, something that could be seen and touched. And something that was, meant like, a structure. Some of the 78 incidents were cameras catching darting orbs with no man-made origin, a fan-shaped array of lights at the bottom of the mesa, an anomaly that looked like an airplane contrail but originated from the ground, and they had made sure to check that there were no planes around at the time of the incident as well. So these researchers were on their game. They weren't just like, look at that weird thing. Must be weird. Well, so researchers do they? They try yeah. to find that you have to debunk. But that's, I mean, you get the people that are like, this is all bullshit. There's always an explanation. But when they, there's no more explanation, that's the, when they say this is an anomaly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no planes, commercial or private, coming through here. Why is that there? We can't figure, you know what I mean? It's a UFO. Basically, yeah. It's yes, unidentified. I, yes. <laughs> I wasn't saying it just because aliens, um, no. So they did their research. They also caught outlines of structures that look like large skyscrapers fading in and then disappearing. That's weird. Did you see the video? I did. Okay, but it was weird, right? It was was really weird because it was on video. Yeah. But in, like, you hear people be like, they never found anything. They found a lot of shit, but they couldn't talk about it for a long time. Right. They also caught, yeah, so there. Ground zero for a lot of the incidents in the ho- was homestead number two or the middle homestead. They had caught orbs darting in and out of the houses in an orange basketball type orb. That's weird. So like a sun just bouncing around. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool to see. Right? As I said before, the Sherman family kept some cattle on the ranch even after NIDS came to do research. And like I said, I don't know if they kept them there because their new ranch couldn't hold them. Or because they wanted to use them like some kind of bait. 
Which is mean. Yeah, I'm going to assume the other ranch just wasn't big enough. I don't want to think of somebody using cattle like science, science experience. Wow. Yes, I do realize mm-hmm. that animals get tested on. And yes, my favorite food is steak. But <laughs> <laughs> that is besides the point. Because once you hear the next story, I'm sure you will hope and pray the way I do that this it was more convenient and not science that the cattle was there. So in the span of time that Nids was investigating the ranch... What the hell was that? Holy shit, scared me. So as you just heard, I was terrified by my niece coming up some stairs. Oh, you didn't take it out? I took out some part of it, but me saying, holy shit, what was that? (laughs) So this would be the niece. I speak of Merrick. Say hello. Hey. So as we were talking, there were 12 cattle deaths on the ranch when Nids was there. A crazy incident that had no explanation happened on March 10th, 1997. Can she stay here for this one? I don't see why not. Okay. As long as it's not talking about, like, crazy paranormal stuff. Just talking about the cow. Okay. Uh, Less than a year to be exact after Nid started um, investigating, Terry and his wife, Gwen, were out in the pasture tagging calves. Nothing out of the ordinary that day except Terry and Gwen did detect a faint odor. Odor odor chemical in the air that they tagged one calf that was with its mother they then headed to another calf about 300 to 400 yards away so that's less than a mile i googled it it's like 1000 some change feet so right under a mile right under miles 5280 feet i mean are you sure you're older so you should be smarter and all-knowing. That's not how that works. You think so. And I will hold that forever. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's because she's the oldest, so. Yes. So there you go. Know that forever you're smarter than your younger sister. That's not true. <laughs> they then headed to, so like I said, they headed to calf. Yes, yeah, 5,000 feet. They were away from the first calf for about 30 to 40 minutes, and then the dog that was with them started acting strange. It was facing toward where they initially came from and started growling and snarling. The dog's hair was standing on end, and then it took off running in the opposite direction. Yes, you can tell me I was right. (laughs) (laughs) She just Googled it. It, uh, The dog took off running in the opposite direction. They did say that they never saw that dog again, which is weird. That's sad. It's just one of their random dogs, I guess, they had a lot. When you own cattle, I guess you have cattle dogs. But it doesn't make sense. Like, wouldn't they make that a point to be like, and that dog ran away so terrified that it ran away forever? Maybe I don't know. it was possessed. No. no. Then didn't know its way back home. No, I think it got so scared it ran away. Yeah. Maybe. Dogs yeah. will do that. Terry and Gwen headed toward the animal that they had tagged first. When they got there, they found the mother running in a semicircle around the calf, and the mother was limping. When they calmed the mother down, she was panting in a state of panic, it seemed, and they noticed a calf, or what was left of it, on the ground. Um, I'm going to explain to you what it looked like. If you want to know firsthand what it looked like, you watch a documentary, or Google it, I guess, but you Google cattle mutilations, and you're going to have some weird stuff coming up on your Google searches. <laughs> Don't let someone who's scared of that stuff look at your recents. Exactly. Um, they found the calf laid out in kind of like a macabre star. So the light legs were all splayed out. Uh, are you sure she's good for this? Mm, okay. I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm already really morbid. 
The well, there you go. <laughs> She's already part of the family, folks. The body cavity was completely gone, and when I say gone, I mean gone. You could see the ribs and bones. The top of the animal had no skin left. All the organs were gone, and the ear was sliced off clean. Just one. And you saw the picture of it, mm. and you saw it on the documentary. Yeah. Oh, I look, like, all the I organs were gone. Like, everything was she, gone. I have a photo. No, okay, don't. No, you're not going to look at that. That was gross. <laughs> I saw you, though. You saw where? In the back. Oh, um, in the back? Yeah. Yes, there it is. In the back. <laughs> yeah, abducting cows. This ha- all happened within 30 to 40 minutes when they left the cow. Uh, Terry and Gwen were in the same field just a bit away and they heard or saw nothing. So that's crazy to say the least. I live about the same distance from my mom. Uh, though there's trees between us, I can hear my mom yell for her dog or our sister talking to her normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. it is true. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So to have that type of thing happen and not hear anything, to put it mildly, is insane. So if something, somebody came to take care of that, like did it, opened it up, took everything out of it, skinned it, cut off its ear, and to hear nothing, it wouldn't be some... Like not even anything from the cat, like the, yeah. the calf. So this all happened, of course, when Nids was away for a couple of days of rest. In a say, of course, not because I don't believe the Shermans, but because the scientists believe, and I seem to agree with all the research, that... Whatever this is has the ability to make choices. These encounters have an unknown intelligence, and the scientists came to a theory. It's called precognitive sensitive phenomenon. Phenomena. I will give you the guys a meaning of that because God knows I don't know. I had to Google it. Pre- the precognitive sensitive phenomena concept suggests that there is some external controlling agent that initiates these events that are observed and reported. It appears as though the agent not only determines all factors of the event, but is already aware how observers or researchers will respond to given any to any given stimuli. So it's basically saying that whatever this is knows what it's doing and is aware of how somebody will react to what they're doing. So it's like so, psychic, kind of. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. has a psychic. So like, so like maybe psychic, and they can kind of tell the future? Like yeah. Because they know how they react. React, exactly. So whatever this is, the anomalies have, like, it's aware, completely aware. So, uh, holy shit, it is raining. It's pouring. It is pouring, folks, here in Maine. I thought this was going to be a child-friendly podcast. Child-friendly? You know we talk like this all the time. Peace. Peace. Mama doesn't swear. Mama, yeah, right. You never swear. Barely. Because she doesn't like me to swear, so oh, I don't. Oh, okay. Get your feet off the Well, table. Auntie does, and she's a pirate. <laughs> so, I would say this would be considered like an intelligent haunting type thing. And Do you know what an intelligent haunting is? Either um, of you? I, I remember from my school library, they had a lot of books on research about Bigfoot and ghosts, and I remember like different types of ghosts. Like an orb or something like that. Mhm. An intelligent haunting is a basically. It knows what it's doing. Yeah, a haunting yeah, that a knows what totally it's doing. Totally self-aware ghost. It's, yes. Very good. Smarty pants. <laughs> She's so nine. the Shermans called Nids, and they were able to get there within hours of the incident because the Nids team was in Vegas, where um, Bigelow was centered. 
They did all the sciencey stuff they needed to to figure out what on earth happened. They took samples from the land, the animal, and everything they could. They had a vet come and check the animal. They set everything away to be tested. The conclusion was that the animal was sliced up with a scalpel and a machete. And that it would be kind of like a butcher type thing where it'd have to go into a butcher shop basically for this to have happened and obviously that's not what happened they even called a tracker to come and check the area for any signs of a predatory animal that could have done this he found nothing there were no tracks or any sign that there was an animal besides a cattle near it and basically there is no animal that would be able to pull this off in the amount of time it, it took making no sounds all right Cause, I mean, you get a coyote when they get a kill, they they're pretty loud. Yeah, <laughs> we exactly. can hear them sometimes. Like, ow! They don't ow. They laugh. They. That's <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys have hyenas out there? <laughs> no, <laughs> they have coyotes and they laugh. Also, there's no blood at the scene at all. Right, and they also they did the experiment of pouring the blood on the pouring blood on grass to see how long it, how long it stays. And it was and two days and it was still there. Uh, How did I do it? Yes. Oh, look at me go. <laughs> they did everything to try and reason with what happened. In conclusion, they didn't find anything to give them a rational exp- explanation to what happened. So, I, if you're interested in this, I tell you, look up the movie and see what this calf looked like. And okay. you will yourself say, not you, you will yourself <laughs> say... How on earth did this happen? This, you know what I mean? It doesn't... I'm going to do it. No, you're not. It doesn't make any sense for the way this looked for it to happen within 30 minutes and to be no sound and no blood. So, yeah. So, if it were a ghost, that can clean up things. I don't know if it was a ghost. Because every time there's a cattle mutilation, they smell chemical. Aliens. Aliens. Spirit. No, aliens. Why did I say spirit? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> so many events happened but a lot of what found there was we don't know there's a reason for that and it will be you know government department yeah. of defense <clears throat> did you you saw about the cow that died from like looking like it got dropped from high up right yes oh, what yeah. It, oh um yeah. tractor beam yeah, tractor like beam. in fortnite yeah <laughs> she like never plays fortnite but except you can't take fall damage when you get dropped off of it. By your teammates if you drop somebody else. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. So, in 2017, the New York Times broke the story about how the Department of Defense spent $22 million on a UFO identification program. The program was to evaluate the threat and study the technology they observed from UFOs. So, UFOs basically are considered a major threat to our national security. Their crafts are of undetermined, undetermined origin piloted by unknown pilots and the purpose and intent is unknown as well. So there's a lot of unknowns about something flying around in our airspace. That's what the government does not like. Unknown. Right. Unknown. Like this person's profile. Unknown. Well, it's like can you imagine being the Department of Defense and your, your main job is to protect the country. There's something flying around your airspace that has no origin from this world. You don't know what kind of weapons it might have. <clears throat> you don't know its intentions. I would, I would be raged and I would just like send cameras well, everywhere. Well, that's why they have, they put money into this program. Yeah. For, 
So here's the thing. For years and years, UFOs have been like a joke. And it's, I mean, it's a for a good reason. They don't know what it is. And making people seem crazy for thinking them makes it easier for the government to be like, no, they don't exist. Mm. Look at this crazy person. Because if they admit they exist, then they have to say, well, we don't know what it is. We, we are not sure. There's real proof of aliens. There is now. But back when we were younger, we were your age, people that believed in that stuff were called crazy. Oof. There wasn't actual research done yeah. being done by it. I or... There was secret research. I always read, like, books from my library, like, ooh, and it was a whole series that I'd always bring home. It was Bigfoot, all that paranormal stuff. Yeah. So, right now, we have videos and proof coming out basically by the shoot ton that are proving there is effery afoot in the skies, and it is unknown to us. And I'm sure... That UFO, UFOlogists are jumping for joy saying, we told you guys. We freaking told you. You called us crazy and look at, we told you. So yes, I'm not surprised that the government had a program meant to try and figure this out. But honestly, the New York Times put it out like, oh, the government spent $22 million. That's really not for our government. It's not a lot of money. $22 million? There's houses in LA that sell for that. Yeah. It's That's, really not. But nice. how long ago was this? Government hearing um, this be like... So, two, in the 2000s. Government... It, go ahead. Government hearing this be like, what? Don't expose us. Oh, government don't care about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rich enough and I'm not poor enough for the government to give a <laughs> shit. Um, I think it's like they finally disbanded in 2012. So, although the Department of Defense never actually admits that this... they. They do admit that they spent money on something, but they don't admit that. You know what I mean? It's just mm -hmm. like, you can say that. We're not going to say yes or no, though. But they do admit it disbanded in 2012. <laughs> so not all of the DOD research was based on the ranch, but a good chunk of it was centered there. While NIDS was there for almost 10 years, the DOD research and NIDS research were not the same and were not part of each other. I have a clip I'm going to play of George Knapp explaining all that. And here it is. What is the link between the current releases by the Department of Defense using the New York Times to get out two videos, now three? What is the connection between that and the ranch? So it's kind of a long and winding road with a lot of acronyms involved, but here's the basics. December 2017, the New York Times breaks a story about the existence of a secret UFO program in the Pentagon. And while many of us have long suspected they had something going, we didn't know exactly what it was. Well, it turns out it's something called ATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. A guy named Lou Elizondo comes forward. He says he's the point man for this program. In addition, we learned that there was a contract given out and it involved BASS, Bigelow Advanced Aerospace, within Bigelow Aerospace here in Las Vegas. And uh, that a study had been conducted, $22 million, and that part of that study focused on Skinwalker Ranch. A lot of people assume that ATIP and BASS were almost synonymous, that the money for ATIP and BASS came from the same pot, that it was the same program. Fact is, it wasn't. What was BASS was involved with something else. BASS was under a much larger program, the existence of which has not been made public yet. But BASS was not part of ATIP. ATIP did communicate with BASS. There was exchange of information back and forth. But it wasn't ATIP that went to the ranch, it was somebody else. Bass investigators went to the property, investigated it, 
interviewed witnesses, collected evidence, much like NIDS had done before, National Institute for Discovery Science, which, while many people suspected it was a government program, was not. It was completely funded by Bob Bigelow. He bought the property. He hired the people to be there. Uh, he conducted studies for more than a decade. He owned the ranch for 20 years and sold it in 2016. NIDS was private. Mass was public in that it was funded by taxpayer money. And uh, that came from a program whose name has not yet been made public. All right, so that was George Knapp explaining all that stuff. I figured it'd be easier for him to do it than me. And that's from the movie The Hunt for the Skinwalker. <laughs> well, there, the anomalies never fully repeated themselves. Something was always a bit different, or they did it in different ways. It made it hard to track and record and come up with experiments. The most common theme for the ranch was the UFOs, though. They happened all the time in many different ways. So after NID and the DOD were done investigating and Bigelow was ready to move on to a new adventure, not adventure, venture, <laughs> he decided to sell the ranch. And he sold it to none other than Brandon Fugel. So I thought this was weird. I don't know if you thought it was weird too, but why was he... So in 2018 or 19 when this movie came out... Oh, he didn't want to be yeah, seen. But, but now he does? That's, yeah, I thought that was weird. Maybe yeah. it's because something weird was going on with him. Maybe he was going through a phase. Well, so he says um, that he wanted to keep his research and his businesses separate. And he wanted to keep the integrity of the research. If that's the case, then why a year later let the History Channel come and film everything as a reality show? I think it's weird. Money. Yeah. So when the sale happened, Bigelow made Fugel agree that the property would continue to be investigated. That was part of the deal of the sale. If he was going to sell it to this guy, he had to make he had to keep investigating that what that property had to be done. Bigelow knew that what he had there, he just couldn't take it on anymore, so he sold it to someone who would. Then, like we said in the documentary, Fugel kept his secret his identity secret. Why he did back then was because he says he wanted to keep the integrity of the research and his other business separate. Now we know, as we'll see in part three, that there's a full-on reality show type investigation going on at the ranch now. Which is pretty good. I mean, it's good, but how... Can't wait until someone figures out the secret of the ranch. Exactly. It's but exciting. that's why it's going to be such a great show, because the, the NITS team was there for ten years... Since the the decades, you know, centuries this ranch has been here, they still can't figure it out. This show will be on forever. Possibly. We'll never figure yeah, it they out. They make crap ton of money. You know what I just thought? Maybe like the whole deal of selling the ranch, but still needs to be investigated. Kind of reminded me of a legacy, like that you carry on through a family. Mm-hmm. It, like you can have this ranch. It still needs to be investigated though, because we want to find this out. So they when he did it. You know, like when you buy a house, like say your mom and dad did, yeah. and the owner in the, the sale said the house always has to be this color. And as soon as they signed it, they agreed it is a contract, they agreed. So that's what they did. Yeah. When one guy sold it to the other, in the contract it said this has to be an investigation property. Mm-hmm. You can live on it wherever you want, but you still have to investigate what's going on. Yeah. So 
It is now well known that Fugle is the man behind the curtain at the Oz that is Skinwalker Ranch. So he is Wizard of Oz, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to end this here. We have covered a heck of a lot of the NIDS tenure at the ranch, and next week we will finish up with the most current findings and research that is going on at the moment. We will see you all next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Keep it spooky, my macaw family. Bye. Bye. Bye.